Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Dan Hampton, Ed Obradovich, and Mark Carmen. It's the Hampton OB Show. Brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Before and after every Bears game, legends Dan Hampton and Ed Obradovich break down the good. This game was almost gift-wrapped for the Bears in the first half. The bad. Where's our defense? Where is the, the greatest defense? The ugly. You cannot give up 97-yard touchdown drives in the fourth quarter. And the unforgivable. You you were the reason you make that stupid, you know, Malvin, you know, taunting call. Get ready for unadulterated football truth. Football season is here, and I'm with Hamp and OB. It's Hamp and OB. 38-3, the Buccaneers over the Bears. Bears now 3-4, and four, the Bucs 6-1. and one. Thanks for sticking with us. Great job by Joe Brand, as usual. Blackhawks having their struggles. All right, we had a pregame show at 11 o'clock today, and nobody... From Hamp to OB to yours truly, Carm, to Sam Martino, who is producing then. Curtis, great to have you with us tonight. Intern Matt, appreciate your help as well. No one thought the Bears were going to win today. However, to disappoint to this level, where it was just so incredibly bad, so immediately... 21 nothing after a quarter. We got to go back to 2013 for this level of patheticness. They over-delivered on not being in the game. Well, and I've I've told you this many times. The ultimate destination of incompetence is failure, and we are in the midst of chronic failure. And at some point, you know, we're we're going to dissect this thing tonight, folks. And 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 it's not like, you know, plane crash, everybody, you know, everybody, you know, is done. We, we've got a few things that we really have got to get an understanding with. And we, you know, and OB, you and I, we watched this game play by play by play. And we looked at each other. And for Tom Brady to come out and match the season total of the Chicago Bears, total number of, of touchdown passes and essentially the first 20 minutes of the game is preposterous, right? Well, no, it, it, it happened. There, uh, Dan, there's not words for it, okay? No, there's not. They're just not. There just are not words for it. But the ultimate destination of incompetence is failure, and that's the track and the, the, the road that we're on. And it doesn't lead to victory with Matt Nagy at the helm. OB, you and I both oh, agree please. that his postgame – diatribe, meaning Matt Nagy, the head coach, essentially was him trying to absolve himself behind this, oh, well, we left Justin in there to take a beating the entire night so we can have a handful of plays where we can see growth and we can see what his possibilities could be. And the whole thing, again, from top to bottom, was incompetence. Here's the deal, folks. Here's the question... That should be asked this head coach since we have been playing Justin Fields. The question, first question to him after this game today, 
The question is, where were his coaches? For four quarters on the sideline where they should be counseling him and getting him through the difficult situations in this game. Where were they? One time did I see a coach sit next to him. How many times did you see the TV cameras on him? He's staring into space. My God, he's a rookie. He's just playing, getting into his what? This is our seventh game? And this kid's getting pummeled again, and nobody is counseling him, sitting with him, going over what happened the previous three downs, four downs, two sets of downs. This is beyond stupidity, folks, and I'm not going to mince any damn words here tonight. This is enough with this guy, and I'm talking about Nagy. How the hell do you go out there and and we've got to, and we give up again almost an entire draft to get to move up to get Fields and we put him in Nagy's hands with the rest of the twenty five coaches and we pass for one yard we pass for another hundred and nine yards we pass for one hundred and thirty four we pass for what one hundred and sixty eight today and we're supposed to win a football game with this nincompoop as our head coach who can't get a question, can't answer a question. And again, I'm going to say it one more damn time. Where were the coaches for four quarters? You let that kid sit on a bench all by himself and not counseling him, walking, talking him through? You'd be shamed of yourselves. You know, and, and I want to know who was behind the idea that when Wilkerson, the right tackle that has played marginally well over the last three weeks, was not, was not able to go, so they bring in and start Simmons. Lachavius Simmons, seventh-round draft pick. Go ahead. Seventh-round se- draft choice seven, last year. Last year, but instead, of after he gives up two strip sacks, then they do the smart thing and put in Alex Barr, who has done a great job of being the sixth offensive lineman the last three weeks. But 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 again, Ryan Pace is so worried about getting his draft pick on the field to, to you know prove that he oh he's a great general manager, and yet your prized possession is taking a beating. Again, Danny, here's what happened, folks. Going into the second minute of the second quarter. We, he, this kid was getting whacked around the entire first quarter. Finally, finally, they ran a bootleg. They got him out of the pocket. And for most of the game, they had him in the pocket. Very seldom did they do a sprint out, move the pocket, bootleg, naked bootleg. I keep saying that, and, and, they, and they don't seem to get it. My God, get the kid out of the pocket. We've got five guys up front that can't block. And Todd, Can anybody figure that out? And Todd Bowles is a mastermind of blitzing, especially when you put your quarterback in the shotgun, where you, there's only a set he number had of no chance, Danny. Yeah, exactly. Finally, late in the the second quarter, and even into the third quarter, Fields went into the conventional offense under center, where we actually had him go on a couple of misdirection bootlegs and have a, a ability to get the ball down the field. A couple of them to uh, Cole come at the tight end, uh, but again the game's over. I mean it's game match set thirty five three, and it doesn't matter then. Where were these plays in the first drive, the second drive when things? See, folks, what you don't understand: the game is like the yellow brick road. What happens this play leads to the next play, and it's either a positive thing that you bring to the next step, 
or it's a negative thing. And after your quarterback takes a blindside blitz strip sack on the second play of the game, after that happens, what do you think he's thinking? How do you think he's processing after he gets hit from behind the second play of the game? Here's let me, Danny. Here's just one thing, folks. The last play uh, of of the second of the second quarter, going into the half, with just a couple of seconds to go. The last play, we had a chance, and Fields does have an arm, and we have a couple of guys that are burners. Okay, Daryl Mooney, Goodwin, etc. So what do we do? We run the ball up the middle, a no-nothing play, bang, half is over, you run in. What they should have done is send fly patterns with Goodwin and Mooney down the sidelines or in post patterns, folks. I'm I'm telling you, that's what they should have done. Why? They could actually have caught the ball and maybe scored a touchdown. Or maybe, just maybe, interference might have happened. And if interference happens, guess what? The half can in on a penalty. We get another play. But we don't even take advantage of that. Listen to what I'm telling you, folks. He, he just runs a play up the middle, and that's it. And let's go in to the halftime, and let's talk about what we're going to do. When you had a chance to actually do something... Try to make something happen, and you don't take advantage of it, and you're a head coach, you're a disgrace. I thought it was also interesting at the end of the game. Look, the game's over. The dude's gotten killed. You're going to still have him throw the ball around. He's still out there putting himself in harm's way for no reason whatsoever. Come it's on, dude. And you know what? In the post game, he talked about oh, there's a handful of plays that we can kind of, you know, see the light and, and we can work with him. And, and on this one play, he bootlegged to the right and he saw that he didn't have anybody to throw. So he threw it out. This is all psychobabble. Folks, folks, it's about putting your quarterback in the best position to make positive plays to win the game. He he said that he said that point because he wanted to show everybody that uh, hey look we've been coaching him that if there's nothing there throw it away exactly see and this is all self protection BS this is him trying to BS the McCaskies into making them think Nagy and his staff is the best option to develop Justin Fields I'm going to tell and you and it's the complete 180 I'm going to tell you I think that he has lost this team and I'm going to tell you why. When who was it that that got caught? Uh, oh, Jalen Johnson, folks. This past week, he came supposedly a minute late to practice. Okay, a minute late to practice. So what happens? He practice. He goes out to practice. He comes back in. He finds a letter in his locker. He opens it up and he's fined approximately three hundred dollars. Three thousand? Huh? Three thousand? Three thousand dollars. He's fined because he came a minute late. Now, who put that letter in there? Nagy, did he walk over and put it in? I doubt it. He wrote a letter, put it in an envelope, and gave it to somebody to go put it on a shelf. Instead, folks, instead of when you call Jalen Johnson, when that happens, you call him into your office. You look him eye to eye, you look him right in his face, and you tell him why he's being fined or why he's being suspended. Okay? That is exactly what you do. You don't write a letter and give it to somebody and have him put it in his locker. You know what? And guess what Jalen Johnson did with that letter? To show you the respect that he has for this coaching staff and Nagy, he goes and puts it on the Internet. 
Is that showing respect to the coach? Does that coach, does he need respect? Does he have to have respect? Or does he show respect to his players? 948 with you till 1130. Quick timeout, 312-981-7200. It's Hampton OB. We're sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. We'll take a bunch of calls tonight. Let's all do this together. Let's process the we got 10 more games of this idiot. <laughs> at least. At least. On 720 WGN. Now back to Hamp and OB. Brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. 38-3. Bears are 3-4. and four. Let's, th- let's have a debate, Hampa, on a, on a slight light side here. Was it was it as close as 38-3, to three, or was it further away than 38-3? No, it wasn't. And they pulled the, uh, pull the irons out of the fire pretty quick on us. You know, it, it was uh, Mike Evans. Get a Mike Evans uh, football. The first 10,000 fans get a free Mike, uh, <laughs> Mike Evans touchdown football. That was unbelievable. Touchdown pass number 600 for Tom Brady. Evans hands it to a fan, and uh, Evans comes over to the sidelines, and Brady's like, where's my football? That's number 600. Like, oh, I got to go get that back. And the fan gives it back for a jersey. That thing is worth six figures. You Take the ball, leave the stadium. He did the right thing. He, he did the, yeah. He, <laughs> I don't know if he did the right thing. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just saying he did the right thing. Could, could I j- jump back in? Sure, this, sir? sure. You know, you know what happened this past week again with Jalen sure. Johnson? I'm going to tell you, I think that's a very serious thing that happened here, and I think it was a giant mistake, a giant mistake on Nagy's part to not to ha- – if he's going to fight him, you got to call that kid in, you got to sit him down, and explain to him exactly why you're doing, here's our rules, and don't let it ever happen again. And he doesn't do that. He sends somebody with a letter and put, to put it in his locker. Kid opens up the letter, and again, he sees that he's fined about $3,000. And again, not, and again, and to show you the respect that they have, or, J, or Jalen Johnson, let's just say for him, the respect he has for that coach, he takes and puts it on the internet. Now, I don't know if anybody can understand what I'm trying to say here, but I'll tell you what. Uh, could, okay. Dan, could it be that this guy's lost this team or damn close to it? Okay, in the postgame comments, he said over the last 48 hours or so, they've gotten closer than they've ever gotten. Do we have that clip? Let, let's play. here. here we got a bunch of nag here. Let's play cut five, Curtis. He's, this, he's a con artist. Well, here, here is cut five where he's going So, in other words, he, you know, he realizes the error of his ways and he goes kowtowing. Well, he you know exactly the, the huge, gigantic mistake he made. Came back and hit him smack in his face, and now he's trying to play his way out of it. Right. He loves all his players. At the same point in time, I will say the last couple of days with our team, um, we've become really close. And... Uh, you know, for for us to become as close as we have the last 24, 48 hours, um, I just I just trust and believe in them, and they they've done it before. Uh, we're three and four right now. Uh, again, we can't have this affect us and make it be a two or three or four um, feel like that much of a loss. This is a, we lost, and we got to learn from it. Our guys have rebounded before in the past, and I just know from our discussion in there after the game. And where we're at right now, as 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 fighters and people and teammates, it's not fun. It's it's this is not fun. But at the same point in time, um, we all go through some adversity to be able to get us, you know, where we want to go in the end. And so that's why I feel that way. There it is, Ob. They they've they've gotten. I love it. They've gotten closer. 
in the last 24 to 48 hours. They are, they You're are singing Kumbaya. Yeah, on the I'm going to tell you what. They have gotten closer to getting further away <laughs> than they've ever been before. No, so what they're saying is, they hope you they, think, you think the Nagy's bear, getting closer yeah. to the door. Shut him out. You think the Bear fans, they can't read through this guy's, the, the words that he just used and the, and the phrases and how he tried to kind his way out of a horrible situation that he totally mishandled as a head coach in the National Football League. Totally and completely mishandled. You can hear... Or you can see, whatever I'm trying to say, the smile on his face as he's talking there. I mean, he's just in this great mood. We just had the greatest time this week getting to know each other. It's like, dude, dude, you just lost 38-3. to You're a head coach in the NFL. This is in high school. Like, I don't, I don't love a Bill Belichick press conference at all, but, but channel a little bit of that. Have some edge to you. There's just there's he's just a smiling weirdo. Well, Mark, it shows you it shows you the mentality of this guy. Again, for the third time, a kid comes in late, and he finds him, and he sends somebody with a note to put it in his locker. He doesn't address the situation. Those fifty three guys on that team are the people basically that he has the final word that he picked, and you don't come in and confront him, look him eye to eye, and straighten his act out. And you you send somebody with a letter telling him he's fined three thousand dollars. But are you kidding me? Look look at the discipline on the field. The Bucks knew they were trying to agitate the Bears because they knew they would take get get kicked out of the game. Unsportsmanlike. Bilal Nichols did it again. Mario Edwards last year was Akeem Hicks getting kicked out. I mean this they their discipline on the field is atrocious. What have we been saying about the twenty six coaches on this team, which includes the head coach? What have we been saying? They couldn't come up with how about game after game, the offensive game plans, the things that they should have done with Justin Fields and never even made the move. And when when we play against opponents and their number one guy goes down in whatever position they're playing, we offensively, if it's a defensive guy, we do not attack that situation. We do not attack whoever the backup is. This is all coaching. This is all philosophy. And it's all been a failure with this guy. Jim, Jeffrey, Vlad, Ronnie, you. We'll get to you right after the 10 o'clock news. Appreciate your patience. Happen to be here with you till 1130. We'll blaze through some calls here. Uh, take your temperature, which we know is uh, probably pretty hot right now. Bears lose 38-3. to It's Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. For us to become as close as we have the last 24, 48 hours, I just, I just trust and believe in them. Guy is so good. That, that, they should, this station should play that, that clip all week long. I, hey. That 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 is you talk about an embarrassing statement that that came out of that guy's mouth. Do we have the comment where uh, he was asked about? Did you think about taking Fields out when the game was over? Do we have that one, Curtis? Because this is a good one. Well, first of all, you know the first half for for us as an offense, we know we wanted a lot more. So every every rep and every play we can get, we want. Um, and and again, I think the the message for us too. Um, coming out that second half was to, was to, was to show, like, say, hey, man, this is about some pride too. You know, when you're down that much, oh, Jesus, um, it's this this comes down to pride, and that's where our defense got those two stops there at the end, where they could have easily just folded up shop and just say, go ahead and score, and they didn't twice. Um, for our offense, the same thing. Like, let's let's go ahead and and finish this thing and try to get some points. And 
Um, and so, well, the last play of the game, why didn't you, uh, the first, second quarter, why didn't you try to score? Why didn't you try to go downfield? That is how those press conferences should go. Get you in there. I love it. All right. Hey, you want to get took some calls here, OB? Hamp it That's o- it. Let, yeah, let them go. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Jim and Aurora, welcome to WGN. Appreciate your patience. Go ahead. Thank you, guys. Um, obviously, you know, they, they, he's, he needs help up front with the, with the line and all that. But at, at some point, Field is going to have to make things happen on his own. Good, good point. Here and there. Good point. At, at what point do the fans and even the teams start questioning if, if this is the guy? That question's a little bit out there, Jim. I appreciate you bringing it. What do you guys think? Okay, uh, at the at the very least, you you have to look at how the game unfolded. Second player of the game, they blitz untouched. He hits him in the back for a fumble. Okay, the next series, the right offensive tackle Simmons whiffs on a block, and it's another tomahawk for a strip. All of these things, you know can be prevented. You know, we, we talked at, at, at great length about what happened in Cleveland three weeks ago where we never, ever tried to roll him out of the pocket early in that game. We, we, never, we basically played like dummies until the game was already put away, and then we start doing some smarter things. But those are the things you got to do early in the game to protect a rookie in his fifth start. You can't expect this guy to be Joe Montana with this offensive line giving up that kind of pressure in the first, second, and third series. And and to say, I have a deeper belief in this kid being the goods today than I did five weeks ago. Not only is he beyond belief tough, but he's fearless. And you know what? For the coaches to set up a game plan where they don't protect him early and allow him to get in some kind of a rhythm, you know, Khalil Herbert was doing some good stuff on the ground. We could have went play action. And Tony Romo said it in the second quarter. He goes, what are they doing? You know, they've got a certain set of of, of certain plays that they can do. They can be functional at. And yet we don't even try that until the game's already put out of reach and we're just killing time in the second half. That's super interesting by what you just said, Hamp, because uh, it's interesting that you've what you've seen, you believe in him more. Yes, but 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 you know, I, I'm just telling you, the bootleg, getting him out of the pocket, protect him early, let him get into a rhythm, even if it's a two man pattern. My goodness, you Jim, know, it's just sickening. The Jim, the, the problem is what Dan would say. Listen, what they're they're not giving the kid, they're not giving him a chance to what he has physically and mentally in him. They're not giving to get it, giving that kid a chance to show it. They're just not. They're not bootlegging out. They're not sprinting out. They're not moving the pocket. They set that kid back there. That's not his game. That's not his game, and it's certainly not the Bears' game. And why is it not the Bears' game offensively? Because we don't have five guys up in front that can block. That's just a fact. Look, 312-981-7200. Jeffrey... You want to talk about the quarterback as well? Hamp, you want to jump in real quick before that? No. no go. Jeffrey, go ahead, my friend. Yeah, you remember the saying uh, that Chicago's where receivers go to die, but, you know, it's also where tight ends go to die. I mean, just offenses go to die, quarterbacks go to die. Nagy's just a total weirdo, but Pace doesn't speak to the media. And the question I'd love to ask Pace is, 
how do you explain the quarterback you never drafted from Alabama who has 100 ranking the last two weeks and threw for 300-some yards and two touchdowns? Mac Jones? Yes, Mac Jones. Because if Pace argues that Fields was the right draft pick over Mac Jones, then he's basically acknowledging that his coaches are completely clueless. It's a very that's you you you'd put him in a Jeff, nice box, Jeffrey. There, I like it. Th- that's a hell of a call, Jeff. It's, what's interesting, like I believe in Fields. I think Fields is going to be good. I think Fields is getting a raw deal right now, and it is on the table that they could have they could have gotten it wrong. We can't just say for sure right now they got it right. Look, this there's there's two or three different things going on here. Number one, the Chicago football team should be trying to win football games. The second trajectory is, well, we have the so-called quarterback of the future. How do we best prepare him and groom him? And that doesn't mean having tomahawk for strip sacks the first and se- you know, first and second drives. The third thing is Nagy doing everything he can almost to sabotage this offense to the point where he can say it's not going to happen this year, Mr. McCaskey. You need to keep me around for three more years when I can really bring this kid and blossom him. Listen, if Nagy knows what he's doing, and the offensive quarterback coach and, and, and our offensive co- coordinator and caller, if they really know what they're doing, then somebody explain to me what the hell they're letting this kid do, sit around for four quarters and stare in the space when he's on the bench. Somebody explain that one to me. You, your quarterback coach, and you're coaching that kid, and your four quarters go by, and I think one time I saw you next to him. The kid just, they cameras on him all the time. Nobody's with him. You got to work with that kid. When he comes down, if it's three and out, you got to go sit him down. Go over those three plays that just did not work, and why they didn't work, and what can we do to next time we go in, what plays can we call? And you've got to do that. Every set of downs, whether you're on the field or you're off, that's how you win football games. Letting this kid sit on the bench alone when it's in, and also when he's out on the field, you don't take him out of harm's way. And we don't take advantage our offense when we play somebody's defense and three defensive starter backs are out and we don't take advantage of it. And what, what? You, and what you're saying about not talking to him about in-game lifetime adjustments is almost like they that, are sabotaging the kid. That's right. Folks, what I'm telling you, he they have to be with this kid. Look at Tom Brady. He's been playing, my God, the next for, forever. Do you see him? What has he got? He's got that pad. He's got papers. He sits down. He's going through it. There's a coach next to him for four quarters. Nobody's with this kid. Nobody. And they're not helping him. 312-981-7200. When we come on back here, we'll get to more of you. Cause is coming up after 10.30. With you till 11.30. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy And we're going to get you callers as soon as we get back. ChevyDriveChicago.com. Vlad, Ronnie, Frank, Fred, you're all coming up on 720 WGN. Didn't even cross my mind. Chicago, tough loss today. It's one game. This isn't who they are. Obviously, they got to get stuff going offensively. Because right now... Can you believe that Tony Romo said that? This is not who they are? Slow slow down, Tony. You know what? Essentially, he must be listening to our podcast. 
because he knows that there is a certain level of competence and capability with this offense and this quarterback. And, you know, they should be able to do more than what we saw in this football game. It was, and, and last week, you know, we had two touchdown drives last week against Green Bay, zero today. Now, you explain to me how you can keep your job in the NFL as a head football coach in your f- fourth year, fourth year of being a so-called wannabe offensive guru, and you have a grand total of a quarterback throwing three touchdowns through seven games when the opposition throws three in the first 20 minutes against your so-called great defense. Well, Danny, where, where are we going this season, okay? Where the hell are we going? we got ten games left, okay? What do we do? We, we, we don't pass, okay? We just don't pass for yardage. It just doesn't happen. The plays are not called for whatever the reason or reasons, okay? And the second thing, and which I think is the most important down in the National Football League is third down. Again, what do we do? We went two for 11. Folks, you're not going to win a football game passing for one yard, 109 yards, two for 11, three for 14, two for 12, and converting on third downs. You are just not going to win a football game. I don't care how good the defense is. It's not going to happen. And who the hell's, who does it fall on? It falls on Nagy and the coaching. That's what it is. I can't say it anymore. Who are you going to blame? The football gods? 312-981-7200. Would be interesting to go with the football gods. Hey, what's up, Vlad? Thanks for your patience, buddy. Go ahead. How you guys doing? All right, Glenn. Uh, my question is, what if we can get Josh, Dan- Josh McDaniels in here and uh, Rex Ryan to replace Nagy? He's got to go now. I'm, I, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm so tired of this, man. I can barely speak. What about? Crazy. Thanks, Vlad. Appreciate it. Rex Ryan would be a lot of fun for the record, but uh, I don't think that's happening. That's not the Bears' style. No, what? he couldn't figure out the offenses either. What about Todd Bowles? It, guys, this this is about. Hey, have, we got ten games to go yet, guys. Yeah, you know, it, you it, got fifty three kids out there yeah. being put in positions that are not working. They're not working to get a victory. That's that's the problem. Offensively, we can't convert on third down. We can't put points on the board. We can't pass the ball. We can run fairly decent, but you're not going to win in this league. And it's excuse week after week after week after week. It's enough already. And it starts with protecting your quarterback, your prized possession. And week after week, we see our quarterback thrown to the wolves. Three one two nine eight one seventy two. Number one thing you would do from in, in next week that they're not doing right now, Hamp. The offense has got to first and foremost. We're going to play the 49ers. They got beat tonight. They're embarrassed, and they got a, a pretty good pass rush too. And guess what? If we let Bosa wear us out, then we're a bunch of fools. You've got to protect the quarterback. Like I said, we put the quarterback, young quarterback, second play of the game in shotgun, and he gets blindsided. Uh, who's not th- who's not thinking here? Who's not thinking? You have a tight end, you know, you bring him in there early in the game and you kind of settle things down. And then you when you are able to function, then you can dictate what the defense is willing to do. Early on, they were just coming at us. Folks, we know what we're talking about here. Trust me. We we do. We know what we're talking about. And and I'll just tell you, it's so frustrating to see this game after game, quarter after quarter 
And and again, you've got this young quarterback who's got some talent, and we have we can't find one coach that can figure out just exactly what the hell is it that this kid is really good at. We don't know, folks. If you know, give us a call and tell us. And we st- we don't know what he did. Can he spread out? I don't know. We don't do that. Can we throw the ball deep? I don't know. We did it one time, fifty yards to Mooney. We played seven games. I don't know what the kid can do. Neither does anybody else. Let me get a lot of people want to talk about the quarterback. Derek in Highland Park, what do you got? Uh, a couple of things. Uh, you know, first of all, OB has mentioned a couple of times that nobody was sitting next down to Fields to give him some uh, advice. Unbelievable. Is it asking too much if one of the quarterbacks, Dalton or Foles, would be willing to sit down next to him, or they're just too competitive for the year to be the starter? And beyond that, do you think that Fields should still be starting because he keeps getting beat up and maybe better to put someone else in for the meantime? Okay, first and foremost, the backup quarterback should, should, especially Dalton and Foles, they should be available for the kid to talk to. Unfortunately, that is when you have the perfect chemistry of a team when it's all for one and one for all. Why aren't they doing it? You tell me. What do you think? Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Keep on rolling here. Good call, Derek. John in Dallas. You also want to talk about Fields? Go ahead. Hey guys, guys. this guy is very Fields is very talented, but from Virginia McCaskey all the way down, they're sabotaging this quarterback. The fact that he's being blindsided and nobody, they got no tight end right there to block, help him block. Not even the running back helping on the blitz. If he's not, the ball is not being given to the running back. Why is he not helping on the blitz if it's a pass? Walter Payton used to do it all the time. They're sabotaging this quarterback. And the last thing, the fact he's sitting there by himself, Rodgers don't sit by himself. None of the quarterbacks do. Why are the Bears letting him do it? Because they want him to fail. John, John, no. Uh, Uh, The Bears Bears don't, but evidently this coaching staff is trying to keep him under wraps and and, in incremental stages where they can go to the the McCaskies, if you will, and plead their case that they are the perfect people to groom and develop him. But it's not overnight. It's going to take a while. B.S. John. I, I, let me, I agree with John a little bit here. I'm going to tell you something. This kid has got some talent. He's got an arm. I think he's a pretty accurate passer. But we, we don't know how good his arm is. We don't know how good an accurate a passer is. We don't know how good he is in naked bootlegs and sprint outs and what. You know why we don't know? Because we don't do it. They keep him sitting back there and getting plummeled. Play. I mean, this kid gets knocked around. It's unbelievable. Thank God he's like 6'3 and 225 pounds, and he can take a beating. And I agree with John a little bit. They, I'll tell you what, what's going on here, folks, should not be going on. Why? Because there's things, again, that Dan and I have told you that they can do to bring this kid along, to see what the defenses are trying to do and, and what you can do to compensate and work against those defenses. There are things that you can do. And what do we do? Nothing! Also... Darnell Mooney, you're trying. I get it, but catch the football. Same thing with you, Cole Komet. Cole Komet dropping that ball, it would have been a first down. And, and every play sets up the rest of the game. And you know, you know what? He's not getting a whole lot of help. Hey, you want to know what? You think maybe after this is the seventh game, you think maybe the offense going out there and going in, you know, three down, punt, three down, punt, can't convert on third down. We can't. 
we can't move the ball down the field, we can't score points. You think maybe the guys on the offense, I'm talking about our players, are getting a little sick of this BS? So speaking of that, I think that is Allen Robinson right now because he does not look like himself. At all. No, he's kind of going through the motions. Let me say it again. You think the guys, our offensive guys, are getting a little sick again of this BS from this coaching staff? I mean, A-Rob not coming back on the interception, which was a terrible throw by Fields, but that was just that's not him the last couple of years. And that dude has been, I just think he's gotten worn down being there. All right, 1030, we'll get to calls coming back after the news. Fred, Hang Bra- in there, guys. Fred, Bryce, Ronnie, Frank, Kaz will jump on. We'll take calls with Kaz, and we'll get you to the news right now on 720 WGN. Here's the third and five ball. Still in the hands of Fields, who goes backfield and is intercepted by Dee Delaney. Delaney getting his first start today, and he's got an INT and a return to the 39 of Chicago. That was a uh, interesting coaching moment today. 12 men, 12 men, 12 men, 12 men, snap it. Oh, they don't have 12 men, and now your shot at glory is actually an interception. Sorry about that, Justin Fields. Yeah, that, again, what's going on here? It'd be easy to come up with a conspiracy theory, wouldn't it? Let's get to the Let's uh, get to cost. the callers. Come on, guys. All come right. on, callers. Giant, chime in. Here we come to Frank, Fred, and Bryce. But let's uh, welcome in Kazi on the show. What's up there, Glenn Kozlowski? Well, let's get to the callers. People have plenty to say, and I'll uh, join the guys instead of us just complaining about it. Let's get to people, and we could do it together. All right, let's do it all together. What's up, Fred? Welcome to WGN. Let's do it all together. Gentlemen, I'll make it quick. Uh, Dan Hampton, Mark Harmon, Ed O'Bradovich, Glenn Klaus-Dowski. You guys have been about the only thing I've looked forward to in a Bears season since about 2014. I just want to thank you guys for calling out it, keeping the Bears' feet to the fire, and being the only thing to look forward to. And hopefully one day in the future I can hear you guys critique on the Bears' World Championship win. I don't know if that'll ever come or not, but hopefully it comes sooner than later. Thank you, gentlemen. Hey, Fred, no, no, no. Don't go anywhere. For that amount of love, we get, we got to throw you something. Do you get to Chicago, Fred? Uh, you know, I have some family out there, but the last time I was out there was, oh, I don't know the date, but it was uh, the Monday night with the Vikings where Jordan Howard had his breakout game. I went out there, took my dad out there to Soldier Field. I don't know how long ago that was, but I don't really get out there that often. So any kind of gift, I, I suggest you guys hold it for somebody All else right. in Chicago. Hey, rather than Fred, me. well, you know, no, buddy, thanks for tuning in, pal. We, we love you, Fred. Fred, we've gotten closer in the last 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all yeah. have the misery. That's what I love about it. I, I, showed, I showed my dad, you guys, and he loved it. He can't. He couldn't believe, he's like, I can't believe I'm missing this. And then he's become the same thing. He looks forward to you guys more than the games. Unfortunate to say that. But he digs it, and he always is talking about how tough uh, Dan Hampton is, Neto Bradovich. And, and I just, yeah, I, I try to get as many Bear fans around this area, not many, obviously, in California, onto you guys. But I do what I can. I, you guys are the best post game. You beat out anything in the Bay Area for the Niners and Raiders and all that. I love you guys. You guys are great. Thanks, Fred. Thank you. Thank you, Fred. That dude's awesome. Hey, Kazi. Thank you, Uncle Fred. (laughs) (laughs) Kazi, did you know that we had gotten closer, me, you, Hamp, OB, in the last 24 to 48 hours? For us to become as close as we have the last 24, 48 hours. I'm, listen, here's the thing with hey, Glenn. With Nagy. Glenn. He is a fraud. He's not <laughs> there a you go. NFL head coach. He's a fraud. And that's why he talks stupid. Do you, do you, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Do you think that he believes what he just said? Because we were, we were talking during the break, and Obi, you're, you're using the word charlatan. and I, He I, is a charlatan. So, but does he is he 
is he like sitting there like telling us like listen i'm gonna meet with this guy ryan pace and i know that i'm not really qualified for this gig but i'm just, I, I can I'm, I'm telling you i can i can woo him i can get him to believe me that i can do it i listen i'll just i'll just talk my way through it and there's and maybe the same thing with every press conference the proof in the pudding was the fact he was given the play calling in kansas city and he came up zeros he f- failed to score one point in a playoff game and, and they lose the game at home against an inferior team and we hire him and they had a 20 to nothing lead at halftime and they come up they score another point and they lose to Tennessee who never even should have been in the playoffs to begin with and they were at home and who do we do what does our guy Pace do hires this charlatan three one he, he's a you know what he is is he's just a guy that yeah you're right we, let's move on yeah because we all know call he is. Mark. let's get the caller I self-preservation he's trying everything he can to camouflage yeah. the, the issues and make himself look as good as possible see I actually think that he believes what he says, which is interesting on another he's, level. And then he's psychotic. <laughs> well, he's he's got to be saying that stuff anyway. 312-981-7200. What's up, Bryce and Elk Grove? Welcome to WGN. Bryce! Big B? All right, going once, twice, three times. Bryce, good effort. Frank, you're up, my friend, in uh, Tinley Park. What's up, about Frank? The, about the player that they signed for being late... I took the kids to Bourbonnet to watch the Bears work out. They spent half an hour skipping and hopping and tying their shoelaces, everything but working on plays. If I wanted to work out during the day, I would do it before work or after. That's a little nitpicky, Frank, but... Uh... Well, no, hey, guess what? Ever since the, the, the last collective bargaining agreement... You only get 12 padded practices during the course of the entire season. Only 12. Only 12. But what I think Frank is saying, they don't do even, anything even if they're either. going through dummy practice, you can go through dummy practice. You don't have to go through at half speed. You don't play the game at half speed, but if it is dummy practice, go full speed. If it's a sprint out pass... Or if it's a back running through the line, let him run for 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 yards, juking and faking. Full speed. I think that's what he was saying. And, and you mentioned that, I think, last week about uh, uh, Gale would do that. Right? Oh, my God. Unbelievable. And, and you wonder why? And I remember the way Dan Hampton would hit the sleds just the way Dick Butkus did. That's why they're in the Hall of Fame. That's why he's a world champion. Kazi? You coached a million guys on uh, different, you know, warm-up, whatever. Are you speaking the language here? Hunter, listen, you, you can do, you can create practice regardless if you're fully padded or not and go right. full speed. Everybody else apparently in the NFL has figured out how to do it uh, other than our guys. The biggest issue I have is uh, on that second play of the game, we have a rookie uh, running back in. He missed the blitz pickup, yep. but but there's no excuse for a coaching staff that puts a rookie out there and hasn't prepared him for that type of a blitz also. And he was late on it, but you, you know what, Fields, I love the kid. He's a ball player, but um, I'm worried that this guy is going to ruin this kid before we get through the end of the season. Hey, if you guys had won the toss today, would you have received or uh, deferred? I just don't get put putting the offense on the field first. Why would you do that? I would normally you, you, 
you defer yeah, because defer. you want to control yeah. the last sequence I, of the yeah. first half, uh, end of the first half, and the first series in the second half. Well, first of all, we can't make adjustments at halftime. Okay, we've proven that fact. I would rather us take the ball with Justin Fields at quarterback. You got, you're down. You're in enemy territory. And what the hell is the best thing to do? Take the damn ball and try to ram it down their throat and put seven on the board. Go right after him from the get go. Attack. That damn right. Well, that's what they did. Unfortunately, they were not ready to do the the attack part. Hey, Steve, Rolling Meadows, welcome to WGN. Love your candor, gentlemen. I just had a couple of comments. Why, why, why is it we've got guys on the sideline making half a million dollars to a million per game, that being Dalton or Foles, that can read defenses, know how to audibleize, get them in the game instead of letting their prize draft pick get killed back there? Good call, and you want to know why? I have to agree with you a little bit, too. And, and the reason what makes me agree with you, because they don't do anything to take advantage of what this kid's abilities are. We don't have coaches smart enough to take his abilities and implement an offensive game plan and use his abilities to move the ball down the field. I agree with you. And, and, Here's the other thing, though. Would you want to go out <laughs> They're hiding. I mean, if I, if I, either one of the two, I would say, oh, no, 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 you know, keep it up, Justin. Hang in there. I mean, they're just, it's it's like sending a guy out and, and then nobody coaches him. I mean, I'm watching a high school football game and the coach is on the sideline with the quarterback and wide receivers and they have the screen going between every series. All we do is see the poor kid sitting there by himself looking dejected and nobody goes near him and including the two uh, quarterbacks that we're talking about right now. Isn't that something, yeah. Glenn? To let that kid sit for four quarters on that bench, and nobody's with him. Nobody, again, is counseling his kid, walking him through what just happened, trying to make him better, trying to make him understand, and nobody's near the kid. Nobody! Okay, here's the, the end game. Do you think that Foles would have beat Tampa Bay today if he started? Do you think Andy Dalton would be Tampa Bay? No. The answer is no. Not in this offense, not with these Jamos that we have coaching. But the, the decision was made back five weeks ago where they said, let's put the kid in. We can always go with the storyline. He's young, and we'll take our lumps this year, but bring us back, give us a new contract, and it's going to be glory days ahead. Danny, That's what? the plan that they have basically yeah. – have have you know sought, and this is what they're going to try to sell George McKeskey come December. I buy everything you just said. I buy everything you just said. Hey, uh, you guys will love this uh, commercial that I'm about to read to you, which is, are you looking for the next career move? And as they write it, heck, you may be a coach for a certain Chicago football team looking for a new career move soon. You can attend the free Elk Grove Village Job Fair on November the 5th. Elk Grove Village would love to see Matt Nagy come on out. Uh, Elk Grove Village. <laughs> Arlington Heights said they don't want the Bears. Yeah. Keep them in Chicago. <laughs> you remember what I told you when they hired Pace? Never should have hired him. And I said he will get fired, and he will never be a general manager again in the National Football League. He hires Nagy, and from the get-go, I told you the same damn thing. This guy is not a head coach. What he did at Kansas City was unbelievable. It's the stupidity of this guy. We hire him. 
He will get fired. He will never be a head coach in this league again. Pace will never be a general manager, and this guy will never be a head coach. And you can Mark go, my words. And you can go to Elk Grove Village, which is connecting you to great opportunities with national and international businesses right here in Elk Grove Village. You get a free lunch. Now you get a free lunch. And Pace, too. Tips on building your resume. are getting a free lunch. Tips on, tips on building your resume and more. It's Friday, November 5th from 11 to 3 at Elk Grove Village, uh, Elk Grove Park District uh, Pavilion. Thank you. Visit elkgrove.org slash job fair for details. Matt Nagy is indeed invited. I love Elk Grove Village. That's amazing. All right. Uh, 1048 with you till 1130. Kaz is with us for another segment. We'll get to you coming on back here. 312-981-7200. Hampo B. Kaz, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at chevydrivechicago.com on 720 WGN. There's Bodies around him. And again, the ball comes out. Jack Barrett picks it up. Loses it himself. White has it. And he's tackled down by Daniels at the 25-yard line. That was uh, one of the moments of You know, we haven't even spoken anything about the defense. And, you know, Tom Brady's pretty good, but he's really good when you don't touch him all day. Yeah, it's time now for Dan Hampton's Defensive Player of the Game, sponsored by our local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Well, Roquan well, had a moment. Well, yeah, yeah. you know. Defensive Player of the Game? How about defensive? How about the side? You give it to Sean Desai? Sean Desai, how about him? For case you don't know who he is, folks, he's a defensive coordinator. He gave up five touchdowns. <laughs> you know, Houston okay. uh, Carson, DeAndre Houston <laughs> he's, Carson. He's the most, yeah. he's the most valuable. He's the most uh, <laughs> has made a couple he's of He's the most valuable Tampa Bay Buccaneer is our defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tampa's sending him an award saying thank you. You know, Brady only threw four touchdown passes. Oh, my God. I, 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 you know, I, I'm just saying. Uh, it was almost like it was 9 on 7, cause, And at some point, you got to blitz. You got to put some pressure on him. Oh, yeah, well, Tom Brady's great. Guy. Well, he killed you when you didn't do anything. So do something. And ultimately, you know, this defense, it's it, – it, 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 it's, we were supposed to be the, the number one sack unit in football. We get shut out. We don't even touch the quarterback. You gotta, you gotta, you know, they gotta take some of this too. Kazi? So, yeah, yeah, we, I don't think we have a defensive player game, unfortunately. And it looked a lot like the offense where these guys were just, um, they were going through the motions. And our, our top paid defensive player on third and one early in the game. Is on the sideline getting water. That's my favorite moment. Yeah, Glenn, he he was on there a little bit more towards the end of the game. I think he was. How many plays was he on the sideline, Dan? For and what, that drive, three? you know, they're driving. They ultimately score a touchdown, and you know, he's on the sideline. He's not even on a play after play. He's not even in there. And, and you know what? Look, that's the new wave. That's what everybody. No, it doesn't have to be that way. You're the best player on the defense. You get paid. $20 million a year, get your can out there and play until we tell you we've seen enough. He made one tackle today. And let me tell you, look, it make, gives me no pleasure to single him out, but what do you think everybody else is going to be doing? They're going to be looking to go out and when they're tired or they don't feel 100%. And, you know, 
We didn't have Akeem Hicks. Belen Nichols got you know thrown out because of a stupid reaction and and getting a, a personal uh, foul. And Plus so he got his backside whipped. Yeah, and it, it's it's time all hands on deck. And I'm watching tonight. I see uh, that Bosa kid. I mean, every play until the final play in a rainstorm, he never left the field. Now that's a player. Yeah. Yeah, and it's our guy is you know especially early in the game in third and one. It's you're right. It's it's about showing um, how to be a pro, a leadership deal. And, and yeah. the Sean Desai part too. Danny Trevathan guarding Chris Godwin. How does that happen? Well, and again, Tom Brady, you know, basically sees how they they, they run the routes, and and then he just threw a back shoulder. Perfect strike for a touchdown. And look, you can't cover every wide receiver with a corner. There's only two corners. You got a nickel. Then you got to have a safety or a linebacker. And it's just how you camouflage it and and change the coverages where the quarterback never really knows what you're going to get. But Tom Brady knew exactly what we were doing. Let's get uh, Bryce in here. What's up, Bryce? Welcome to WGN. Bryce? Mike? Yes, Bryce? No, this is Mike. Mike, go ahead. Oh, it must be Mike. Hey. Welcome, Mike. <laughs> okay. All right. It's not Bryce. It's Mike. You got you, Mike. <laughs> Nagy's taking Eddie, over here. <laughs> so excited to talk to you guys because, man, I'm a huge fan. I'm 58 years old. And here's my thing, man. When I look at the Bears today and I compare them to five years ago when they fired John Fox, right? They fired John Fox. And instead of firing John Fox, they should have fired Ryan Pace. And if John Fox was our coach today, guess what? We might be in the playoffs, right? Mm, no, I don't think so. But but no, not. I, a, think about it, man. Think about it, Mike. You 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 had us until you said they'd be in the playoffs with Fox. <laughs> well, I think all he's trying to say is anybody else could do a better job than our current head coach. Yeah, That's what you're right, Glenn. Trying to say, but you know what? Listen, if you take the rosters, would the Bears trade rosters with Tampa Bay? If you took the quarterbacks out of the situation, I'm, you know they've got a bunch of good players. They won the World Championship, but I mean. Roquan's as good as their linebackers. I mean, Khalil Mack's supposed to be great. He's better than JPP, right? I mean, I'm just saying, we've got some great players, but we don't have great results. What is the missing equation here? It's we don't have good coaches. That's it. Bottom line. Go no further. Kazi. And and Bruce Arians was in Hallis Hall, and again, they, they botched that deal. That's the Bucks head coach. The Bears interviewed him. Supposedly they asked him, hey, uh, will you do a mock press conference and show us how you'll handle the tough Chicago media when Carm comes in there to ask a question? And he was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. And they hired I'll Mark Tressman. i see Tre- you, and he walks out. They hired Mark Tressman. Kaz, we'll see you next week. Yes, and you know what? Maybe we could get some of that 120 live for the entire Bear Nation and fans because I think we all have high blood pressure now. <laughs> There you go. Have a great night, guys. Take care, Glenn. Love you, buddy. He's back. Longtime sponsor, Nationwide Agent, Jeff Vukovic. Our guy Vuk had a birthday this week. Happy birthday to Vuk. All your home, auto, business needs, contact Vuk at at jeffvuk.com. And remember, OB.
Nationwide is on your side. You said you'd sing if they beat the Bucks. They did not beat the Bucks, so maybe you'll sing when they beat the Niners. That next ain't going to happen, if not beat, with this voice. If they beat the Niners, your voice is beautiful. <laughs> uh, all right, news coming up, and then your calls. We're here for one more half hour of uh, Bears Entertainment on 720 WGN. It's time you experience the Rosen difference. Visit Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha. Both Rosen Hyundai dealerships are stocked with new and pre-owned inventory, including the Hyundai Elantra and Hyundai Sin- Nada. Maybe you're looking for something bigger that you should test drive the award-winning Hyundai Palisade or the new Hyundai Santa Fe. There's a Hyundai vehicle that's perfect for you and that fall road trip. And the great people at Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha. Yes, OB, go hey, ahead. Hey, Scott, this goes out to Scott Levy. We got you three points, buddy. Yeah, well, we'll get to the Rosen Red Zone report in a second here. Sorry, Scott. Scott, Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha will help you find it. Plus, they want you to buy They want to buy your vehicle right now. The value of your used car or truck is at an all-time high. Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha will make you a great cash offer and the easiest trade-in process. They've built their reputation on one simple belief. The customer is the most important thing. They guarantee your car buying experience will be easy and enjoyable. Experience the Rosen difference. Check out inventory at RosenHyundai.com or RosenHyundaiKenosha.com. And yes, our Rosen Red Zone report uh, is sponsored by... The Fine Rosen Auto Group, yeah. Uh, well, they uh, they had fourth and uh, whatever it was, and they kicked a field goal, and that was our three points of today. It's we Matt Nagy and company apologized to Scott Rosen but, greatly, greatly. Yeah. He apologized. But, did, but uh, Nagy wanted to bring up the fact the Bears' defense stopped Tampa Bay twice in the red zone. In the zone, red zone. In yeah. the second half. In the second half. When, they when the game was already 35-3. That is the Rosen Red Zone report sponsored by Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha. Time for news on 720. WGN. Milestone day for Tom Brady. Poor day for the Bears. 38-3. You probably know the score by now. Uh, you know what, Mark? I think the, the people, the, the callers that come in and the, the type of calls we've been getting, and I think after seven games, I think the, the jig is up here. With this coaching staff, especially with Nagy, they just they don't know what the hell they're doing. It's quite obvious. I mean, anybody that can tell you, yeah, one ABC they're doing this right, two ABC they're doing that right, et cetera, et cetera. It's not happening. They were chanting "Fire Nagy" in in, in Tampa today. I mean, the, you're, the the Bears fans down in Florida came there and and they were booing the head coach. Now, is George McCaskey, Virginia McCaskey... Wait till they start, if, let's go Brandon. I, here, here, I, can, t- I can tell week. you this. If George Hallis was here, and after seven games, what this guy has done, and how he handles these press concert, conferences, and comes up with all that bunch of BS, what, and he tries all the drifting and flowing and flout, won't answer a question, it's because of this and that. I'll tell you what. Hallis, there's a good chance, and I, I, I could be wrong, but I'll tell you what, he never would have put up with this guy. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, who brought it today? Looking at which Bears player played tough, played hard. It is time for Who Brought It, sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. In a few moments, we're going to grade each position group. So after we get these calls taken care of, I think the only guy that really brought it today was Khalil Herbert. He had 100 yards, and that was the number one rush defense in football. And, I mean, 
for all practical purposes, he was bringing it all game. And, and you know, that's two weeks in a row this kid is is money. He, he fell on the sword and said that it was his fault that he didn't uh, block Antoine Winfield on the strip sack, or which. You know. But again, he's a rookie playing his second game, and the coaches did a poor job of preparing him. They should have known that it's Todd Bowles' MO, quarterback in a shotgun. Here we go. It's not his fault that we can't convert on third down. Game after game after. It's not his fault. Let's, Let's go get to the callers. Calls. 312-981-7200. Room for you. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, you, James. Well, from Wicker Park. Welcome to WGN. What's up, James? Uh, hi, guys. Uh, I just want to say it's an honor to be talking to you all. Um, you know, my dad was too young to have seen any of you play, but my I was raised on stories, and I've seen all the clips, and I never missed the show. My dad even watched uh, Ed back when he was with Doug. So I uh, love you guys. And, um, Thank you. But, um uh, yeah, so my my uh, well, you guys actually answered my first question already. It was about if you think it's even possible that anyone in our organization would fire Nagy during the season, um, and uh, but even because my dad doesn't think they can, but even if they did, I'm wondering like if if there's even any one that could kind of if that would even change anything, if we could really even salvage anything, or if we just need to wait till next year and hopefully we find another Ditka. Here's here's the, here's the answer, James, that I can give you. The answer is, I believe he has lost this team. And I think the, uh, the icing on the cake, what happened with Jalen Johnson this past week, him coming late to a, a meeting, and, and the coach, the head coach, not calling him in his office, sitting down, explaining, going over the rules again, and by the way, there is a fine for this. Don't ever do it again. Instead, he sends a letter and had somebody put it in his locker. And to show you the disrespect that this kid Johnson has for this head coach, he goes, turns around and puts it on the internet. So you think, I would say that Nagy pretty much has lost this team. That's how I see it. Okay, Sean Desai is the defense coordinator. Nobody wanted the job, really. And the, the applicants... They couldn't get anybody in here, Dan. Well, yeah, they know Nagy is, is doomed, and so they didn't want no part of it. On the offense, who would you make the head, interim head coach? Who would it be? Name somebody. Bill Lazor. Bill Lazor. What? We scored three points today. Great job, Bill. <laughs> hey, uh, James, you're over there in Wicker Park. There's uh, the 50-50 uh, gr- restaurant group. Uh, they give us a $50 gift card And since you're so kind with your words today. And you're also right by Westtown Bakery, which is amazing. You should uh, enjoy that. So $50 gift card to the 50-50 restaurant group for any of their 14 fantastic establishments all over Chicago, including Roots Pizza and the Westtown Bakery. Go get yourself a breakfast sandwich over there. Right, OB? You love it. Uh, absolutely. Good call, James. Westtown's the best. Visit that 50 50group.com to view all the locations. James, you are our winner tonight. We're doing that every week on the post-game show. And uh, yes, we're on after the game next week, uh, which will be at 3 o'clock, and the pre-game show will be at 11 Yeah, with I, the Bears and Niners. Yes, yeah, Real quickly here, I think you know today because of the Blackhawks playing at 6 and it was the afternoon game, I think for the rest of the season, I think I'm pretty sure about this, that we will be doing our pre-game from 11 to 12. And our post game from here on out, the next 10 games, we will be on right after the Bear game. So uh, stick with us, folks. Um, we'll tell you what we know and what we think we know. <laughs> and and hopefully somehow something can change, but I doubt it, folks. If I doubt it. If you're on hold, I promise I'll get to you in the final segment here. And we also have our BBB Trust Review coming up. 
The Muller Auto Game Changing Moment is right now. The Muller Game Changing Moment, sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman States, Gurney, Highland Park, and Merrillville. Uh, Mike Muller was sitting with Dan and Hampton and I watching the game this afternoon. What did Mike Muller think of the game changing moment? When uh, I, can, I can tell you what his game changing moment was. He said he'd fire pace. <laughs> that was his game changing moment. All right, game changing moment. Uh, it had to be the uh, second play of the game. The strip sack. They get a, a short field. They 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 get it. The, the second series, we punt. They return it. Uh, what thirty seven yards, thirty nine yards, and boom. That's another. We're down fourteen zip before we can take a breath. Short field, which yeah. uh, Brady had all day long. Five. Yeah, of the, essentially, it was kickoff. Yep. 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 All right. Uh, Come on back here, wrap up the show, wrap up your Sunday night on 720 WGN. Man, with regard to the field, is, is a game like today, is it more a matter of fields not playing well or your offense not giving you a chance? No, no. I, I, it's, it's. There's a lot of different things that go into it, um, and it, it's all encompassing. Uh, just like when we do well and, and you score a lot of points and you get a lot of yards, it's not because of one person, you know. So when we go back and watch the tape, we're able to really detail uh, Mark to be able to see, okay, what happened here? Did someone get beat one on one? Was it a poor play call? And then from the quarterback's perspective, was it what kind of decision making was it? And so you balance that, and and you see really where they're all at, and. Um, you know, when when you go through what we're going through right now with trying to get through and, and go, you have your identity, you know you, what you want to build off of that. And then also, you know, going into it, what you're facing with your opponent who's different every week, um, you got to be able to adapt. And we just got so behind early that it, it, it forced us somewhat into one dimension. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> I, I love the part where, and then your opponent, which is different every week. What is this, fifth grade, third grade? Where are we at here? Sad. Hey, uh, you look at your next career move, Matt Nagy. You may be the coach of a certain Chicago football team looking for a new career move. Yes, a reminder, attend that free Elk Grove Village job fair on November the 5th. Elk Grove Village is connecting you to great opportunities with national and international businesses right here in Elk Grove Village. You get a free lunch, you get tips on building your resume, and more. Friday, November 5th. From 11 to 3 at the Elk Grove Park District Pavilion. Visit elkgrove.org slash jobfair for details. And yes, Nagy, uh, from the people of Elk Grove Village, they, they are saying that he is invited. Open arms. All right, Matt Champagne, welcome in, my brother. Go ahead. Guys, I appreciate it. You guys are the highlight of my weekend. So before I get to my two points, Wade's been storming all day. I blame this on Uncle Doug. He's been throwing a fit, and I can just see God put him in timeout saying, Doug, you got to calm down. <laughs> now, as far as my questions, who's who's worse, the Bears offense or Blackhawks defense? And then OB, you kind of stole my thunder about the the players quitting on the coach, having no respect. I was going to ask you think the teams quit on them. And then finally, uh, I've been asking this last few weeks, because it's been obvious that Fields isn't ready to start, can you guys agree with me or admit yet that, that Dalton should be starting because Fields still is not ready to start? Thanks. All right, Matt. There's no question that Andy Dalton is a more accomplished NFL quarterback today. But right. what do you nah. got? Well, he's got a one-year co- – what, 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 what are you spinning your wheels for? Okay? We're trying to think about building this team for the future, for 22, 23, so forth. So there, it doesn't matter what – you, you you know you think Andy Dalton or even Nick Foles would be able to accomplish when it comes back to what's important for the team and what they have done. And and our estimation is 
that kind of set this kid up to fail. And then they can say, it's all really because he's not ready yet. Keep us around, and we'll make sure he's ready in the future. The only thing that, Matt, that I worry about now is they keep putting this kid in for the next 10 games. This kid could start to develop some bad habits that he really doesn't even know because it's survival of the fittest play after play after play with this kid. And 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 you and you continue to go with this offense game plan that they've been putting week after week after week, where we don't convert on third down, we don't throw the ball down the field, we don't score points, we don't eat up the time on the clock, we don't do anything offensively. So if you're going to do this for the next ten games with this kid, I think you're going to do more harm than good. Therefore, if my philosophy would be put Dalton in, put Foles in, and let's see what let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can salvage in the next ten games. Who knows what could could happen? But I do know what will happen if you keep putting this kid in. He's eventually going to go down, and he's going to eventually develop some bad habits. And why? Because of this coaching staff that we have here that is ill-equipped to be in the National Football League. It's just what it is, Danny. He he said after the game, you know, how do you feel? I don't know how to feel. Uh, you know, like he's, he's not losing confidence in himself is his point. But it's, you know, he's... You read between the lines on that statement. Well, how do you read it? <laughs> well, Say it again. What he's saying is, how am I supposed to feel when I get hit in the back second play of the game? What do you want me to say? The coaches are really stupid, although I know they are. And fourth play of the game, you know, know, I've got pressure in my face and I throw a pick. I mean, you know, he, he it's almost like I'm put into a no-win situation. That's right. He can't say anything, Mark. Yeah, he can't. It's time now for the uh, BBB Trusted Review, which is brought to you by the Better Business Bureau. Find a business you can trust at BBB.org. There is not a whole lot to review today, but I think you got one hand. Well, we're going to review everybody real quick. When you are playing any sport, any game, you want to play – the champions and see how you measure up. I remember in 84, we went out to San Francisco and they showed us some stuff and we realized we're not ready yet. As we look at this football game today against the defending world champions, let's rate some of these guys on this football team. What would you give the offensive line? Give me a, 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 a an A, B, C, D or grade. Offensive if, line. If D is the worst, it's a D. Okay, they gave up four sacks, two strips, uh, four sacks, two of them were strip sacks, 13 hurries. I have to give him a D minus. What about running back? Khalil Herbert. He missed a, a block on that blitz on the second play, but 100 yards and he ran really tough. I'll give him a B. I'll give him a B too. What about the wide receivers? They had 184 yards, mainly garbage, late in the game when we're just slinging it around. I'll give them an A and the reason why I do that, Dan, because we got have quality receivers. We just don't have an offensive game plan to use their abilities. Uh, there was too many drops and not enough getting open for me. I'll give him a C-. minus. What about the quarterback? He missed some reads, yeah. He made maybe some poor decisions but I give him an, an A-plus on stamina, taking the, the beating that he did. What would you give him? I would give him a C-plus. I'll give him a C-plus. Defense. Defensive line, zero sacks. They never touched the quarterback. What? How far do you, can you go down? No, F's the bottom. <laughs> F. Linebackers, we got beaten coverage all day. Never were a factor. What would you give F. Him? I'll give him a D. Secondary, zero takeaways and very little... Uh, ability to make a play when we needed them on some of those deep passes. A Q. 
A Q. <laughs> I'll give him a D. Okay, in the grand finale, what about our coaches and game plan? Give me a, a give me a rating. Oh. The um a Z? Oh I There's not a letter in the alphabet that, that could express how I feel about this outfit. F minus. So when you add it all up, this is a team that was poorly prepared and poorly equipped to go into battle against the best team in football. They showed it. You're exactly correct, And that's why the score is 35-3. And who was the reason that that we are in this position where we had our pants pulled down in front of the world? Pace. He's the guy bringing these coaches in. He's the guy with the scouts. He's the guy drafting. He's the guy bringing these players in. It's Pace. And he's the guy that drafted Simmons, the guy that gave up two early uh, pressures and one strip sack and had to be replaced by a free agent, How about Alex moving Barr, up? that played good after that. Yeah. How about moving up to get Jenkins this past draft, give up a, a second-round draft choice, I think a third and a fifth or a sixth, okay? And the kid didn't even play the last three games in college because of a bad back. We give all that up to get him in or be on offensive line. He doesn't have one day of practice with the Bears, and they have to operate on him, and he's out for the year. That's one of my favorite things from each. Uh, I mean, you can't make this stuff up, folks. So Didn't how about the BBB uh, rating for the for the whole day? D minus? I would say D minus would be there's generous. Your, there's your BBB rating. And that's why. They showed it. Yep. That's You see what you get. Yep. And looking forward to next Sunday, we saw the 49ers. They were ill-equipped to play well tonight. They didn't have um, their running backs. Their quarterback struggled. We have a game. We have a chance to win if we have the proper preparation. We're at home. Let's see if they can do it. Just to recap, this is the most lopsided loss the Bears have had during the Matt Nagy era, losing by 35 it is uh, Justin Fields was picked three times. He fumbled twice. Cole Komet dropped a ball. Darnell Mooney dropped a ball. The Bears are averaging 14.4 points per game. 14.4. Didn't even cross my mind. That is not good. That's the bottom of the NFL. And, uh, yeah, Tom Brady, by the way, has thrown 59 touchdown passes since he became a Tampa Bay Buck. That would be eighth all-time in Bears history in this can you? You can't make this stuff can up. Can you? Folks. Can you? He's been there for a year and a half. He'd be eighth all time, all time between Harbaugh and, and Eric Kramer. That is it's kind staggering. Of a, that it is, really is. It's staggering. That is. That's just kind of. A and, and as you sift through this melee's that we saw today, we never were in a position where we threatened Tampa Bay. And like I started off the show, you know. I said the ultimate destination of incompetence is failure. Today was a complete and utter failure. And my favorite part of today was the timeout with 21 seconds to go. Timeout! That's high school as I've ever seen. <laughs> timeout! we got to get one more play in here so we all can go. All right, gentlemen, we got to go. So. Yeah, one more thing. The saddest <laughs> thing, again, was watching that kid today for yeah. four quarters sitting on that bench and nobody working with him. Set of downs after set of downs, quarter after quarter after quarter. That borders criminal as far as I'm concerned. See you next week at 11, OB. Bye. All right, Hampo, you're the man. Curtis, thanks so much for producing. Intern Matt, you're the greatest as well. Good to meet you, sir. 1130, checking news on 720 WGN. I just trust and believe in them.